Hey everybody, welcome to The Cinema Nerd Presents Made in the 90s. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with Dylan Shore to talk about don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Dylan, what is don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? One of the best spoofs ever created, I'm pretty sure. It's, uh, it spoofs every uh, black drama up to that point. So like, Don't Be a Menace was 96, so it hits Poetic Justice, uh, Boys in the Hood, Don't Be a Menace, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Menace to Society. Right. Um, uh, Higher Learning is in there. Mike Higher Learning is in there. Shows up for a little bit. Yeah, 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 Malik. <laughs> uh, yes, the, and that movie, it's like Michael Rappaport. <laughs> that movie, it, it's hilarious. Let's just put it that way. But it's a central plot. Is well, the hang plot. on, before we get into the plot of Don't Be a Menace While Drinking Your Juice, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Damn it, I was so close. I had a goal with myself to say it correctly and entirely every time I said it, and I just blew it 30 seconds into this thing. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. So before we get into don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood, what else have you watched? Seen anything good lately? Yes, I've actually got six things on my list. Whoa. Uh, I'll spend uh, a lot of time on two of them, but... (laughs) Gretel and Hansel. I watched that. All right. <laughs> um, half and half. Like, it looks really good. It's, the compositions are gorgeous. Uh, and I'm stealing this critique from a fellow film reviewer, Chris Stuckman, who, who uh, really pointed out that everything is center framed. So every actor, it, it just, there's no... You, your eye doesn't get to wander because every actor is in the center of the frame every time. Okay. And That'll keep you gripped. It, but it, it also becomes kind of annoying and a little claustrophobic. A little but the, like the, two, the two leads, uh, the girl that plays Gretel, she's in uh, It. She plays young Beverly. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. She's, she's fantastic. She was also in the, that Netflix show recently, right? Is the the... Ooh, I don't know. Well, sure. Yeah, she's, um, I, I want to say it's like, I hate it here, or I don't belong, or you never really, hmm. it's got one of those kind of titles. Gotcha. Kind of uh, series. Anyway, she's fantastic. Yes, and the woman that plays the witch is fantastic as well. I had never seen her in anything. Okay. Um, and then I watched, I rewatched Drumline. Love it. <laughs> Classic. Love that movie. Uh, and then Big One. That we need to do for the show. All right, lay it on that me. Thing you do. Oh man, I love that movie. I so do too. Freaking much. Yes, uh, I rewatched it with a couple of friends, and we're all like, that's one of our favorite movies of all time, all of us. Sure. And so just watching it with people that love it is just a blast. You're quoting everything. And, oh, I love it. That's a great experience. Uh, and then I watched the Hamilton movie on Disney Plus. Oh, right on. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Hamilton. I got to see the play here in LA. Okay. Uh, it, it's a great experience if you want to see the play. 
Um, and then I watched Marooned, which is a 70s film with John, uh, directed by John Sturgis with okay. Gene Hackman and Gregory Peck. And it's the 70s version of Gravity. <laughs> you sold me. Dude, it, it, it's really good. A lot of long, drawn-out moments. Uh, but uh, essentially, Gene Hackman and his two other crew get their engine fails while coming back to Earth. So they're marooned in space just outside of our orbit. Right. And it's about the ground team, Gregory Peck, trying to assemble uh, a flight to get up there and rescue them. And it just, it's really good. All right. Yeah, I want to see it. You like based on just the above the line cast and crew. I'm I'm totally into that. Fucking okay. And the last thing is not a movie. Okay. But it's in the pantheon now. It's going to be in the history of greatest sequels ever created. It's pure genius. The storytelling of what this is. Uh, it's The Last of Us Part Two. Oh sure, um, it they do something with this game that no like that movies don't even do. They just oh, the the balancing of these two stories and how they split in the middle, and you follow someone who's a villain in the first half, and you become them in the middle, and then you catch up to where you were in the beginning. Oh my God, it's huh. so brilliant. And oh, interesting, cool. And when you kill, like when you're hunting people, because there's different groups of people hunting each other along with these zombies. Right. Or not zombies, but whatever the fuck they are. Sure. And uh, they, they do it now when you fucking kill someone and like one of their team members, their friends is right next to them. They'll go, Dave? Like, you just shot their best friend in the face, and they're reacting to them dying. Yeah, And no. you just hear that. It is, it's really... Um, haunting? Haunting, yes. It's so good. All right. I'm not a huge gamer, but have been playing a lot more these days, just like everybody else. So maybe well, like I'll story, give it a try. If you like story games. Okay. I, um, you have to play both. You have to play one and two because they are connected hugely. Okay. Okay. I do like story games. I tend to be more into cruising along. Like I was just saying the other day, I wish every game had was it GTA Five that has the like skip section button where if you die a few times in a row, it's like, do you just want to get past this little thing? We can help you I, out here, buddy. I think it does have that. Blast of Us does not have that, though. Okay, but I want that in every video game. Because if it takes me more than, like, three tries, I'm just like, well, I'm never playing this video game again. So. Well, then you might not want to play Last of Us because it's a stressful game that is hard and it gets to you, man. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get scared easily, and there's moments where they time their scares so perfectly they do not come when you think they're gonna come and then all of a sudden something happened oh my god i got scared so many times playing this game fair enough i definitely played a bunch of oh you know what i played high stress style was left for dead me and a group of friends back in the day played those left for dead games like uh -huh. into the ground so i've had fun with like really intense gaming but it's just not where i'm at anymore man i don't know i, get it. I just don't have the patience honestly like i don't even have the like, drawing it back to 
less interactive entertainment. I don't have the patience for television, like even television that I really enjoy anymore, man. So I watched the first episode of Devs and thought like, oh, this is the best thing I've seen in a long time. And then there's that kind of moment where I'm like, oh, I think I, I know where this is headed, but it's probably not because it's Alex Garland and I really like Dex Machina and dude's super smart. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep watching it. I can't wait to see where this is headed. And then I just haven't been back to it. I, How many episodes are there now of that? Like it's 10, right? I think it's over. It's over? Oh, fuck. I have to watch it too. I've been wanting to watch it. I just saw a billboard the other day on a bus and I was like, fuck, that's right. I got to watch that. When's that out? And it's already done. Speaking <laughs> of the apocalypse. There's, there's a so much in front of my house that uh, has a, a, bu- <laughs> a banner ad across the side of the bus for A Quiet Place Part 2 opening in March something something. Yeah, and there's still a massive billboard down on Sunset for it as well. <laughs> the same one. It's... <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. They're paying for it. They're, they want to keep it there. Maybe. Uh, so in much lighter news because of these things that I've been watching, you know, I really have only been watching super light stuff. So mm-hmm. I watched, uh, well, okay. Just a few that I'll run down real quick. Probably the most respectable of them was Ed Wood. Did we talk about this? Was that last week? No, I don't think you mentioned Ed Wood last week. That movie's so fucking good. One of his best. I, One of his best. I think it's I'm, oh man, we could do this one real quick. Let's do a real quick Burton's best. What do you, what do you think? Because for Um, me, it's Ed Wood. Okay. I'm gonna have to say, man, I really dig on Scissorhands and Sleepy Hollow. I just watched Sleepy Hollow. I like Sleepy Hollow also. I think Sleepy Hollow is probably number two for me, honestly. Yeah, how he, I love that story in general and how he made it his own was, yeah, I like that he made it everything real versus just like how in the middle of the movie, there's the guy fucking with him right? Uh, as the headless horseman. That's the actual story. That's the, no, the actual story. Yes. And there's, but Ichabod does go missing. Uh, so... I like what Burton did and made everything real and created a dope story around it. And walking as the headless fucking horseman is just great. And it's brutal and bloody and just like, it's a perfect application of his sort of gothic child Uh gone good kind of vibe. And Uh so I I really, really dig it a lot. Um, Yeah, had a lot of fun. But then Big Fish as well, and Batman Returns, and fucking Beetlejuice. I like the Batman movies. Of all those, the only one I'm just going to throw on is Beetlejuice, and maybe, what, sorry, what was the first one you said? Uh, Big Fish. No, 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 definitely not. I don't love Big Fish. It's fine. Um, anyways, yes, it's, oh, and you know what? I got kind of a dark horse here. I'm not going to say it's his best one but I think Dumbo is better than people give it credit for. And I, I, I like it. the scenes of it when my old roommate was watching it. I was like, hmm, that doesn't look bad. It's not bad. Um, 
it's really pretty good. Well, I mean, the, just on cast alone, when you're watching this cast interact with each other, like Danny DeVito has scenes with Michael Keaton. It's incredible. Okay, watching yeah, I didn't that alone. see any of those. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it's also really autobiographical in the way that, that so there's this daughter, Colin Farrell's daughter has this sort of, you know, is she like a science kid, you know, solves problems by building machines kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of Tim Burton in that character and his relationship to movies and sort of the set decoration, that vibe of his movies. So it feels sort of autobiographical in that regard. And I really love Ed Wood when it's doing that, the sort of like, scrappy band of misfits loving movies kind of thing it, it just is it hits me right in the heart you know because of you know the same energy that brought me to los angeles and mm -hmm. the same energy that drives this conversation right now man i love that movie so much for what it's doing and the way it's doing it but also just it's fucking beautiful to look at it's wildly it's gorgeous black and white gorgeous gorgeous black and white man like really lush black. it's got yeah. really blacks crunchy like black inky stuff so yeah. that's I'm the right I do big on ed wood yeah big on it big big on it i like beetlejuice a lot also that would be like it's probably beetlejuice or ed wood for my favorite i think ed wood is his best movie in terms of what it accomplishes on a cinematic level, on a storytelling level, on a comedic level, on a dramatic level. It just, it's like it hits every note so squarely. So, I, yeah, I'll stand up for it. Now and for whatever. Love it a lot. <laughs> so, speaking of <laughs> uh, underrated filmmakers, actually, who don't get the deserve, uh, the respect that they deserve, <laughs> I was a okay, so I watched the G.I. Joe movies for the first time in the past few days. Oof. You're not a Stephen Summers fan? Those movies were, I never actually sat down and watched them all. I was working at a theater when they came out, and I would stand in the theater and watch some of it, and I'm just like, this isn't my action. This isn't, this is very, I don't know, the CGI did not look good to me. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't think the CGI looks terrible. I think it maybe is a thing where G.I. Joe walked so like <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious present Hobbs and Shaw could run because the stuff that they're doing in G.I. Joe is like every kind of mainstream action movie now where everything's like half cyborg and they're flying around. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not my action movie either. But especially the second one, Retaliation, has a cast that's worth talking about. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. You know, The Rock shows up in any franchise and you're like, okay, we're... That's right. We're he's in the second one, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, exactly. And he's not the only, like, movie star. You know, Channing Tatum's in both of them. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. in one of them? He's Cobra in, I forget which one. I'll be, in the interest of full disclosure, I was not entirely watching these movies the whole way. I, get I think it. that's the right way to watch these movies. Fair, fair. 
Sorry, one second. No worries. Adjust whatever you're doing. Yeah, life is good. Um, okay, and then I also watched the Sister Act movies. Oh, love them. Love them. So good. Yep, love both of them. Okay, cool. And the second one leads us kind of directly into what we're talking about today because there is sure a whole bunch of the like tropey gotta cover these topics kind of scenes in that movie. But the music is fucking good. The costumes are good. I love it. Fair. So that's all I'm going to say about a couple of the movies that I've seen lately. Dylan, what is Don't Be a Menace? to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Take us through what the Wayans have wrought. The basic plot is the plot of Boys in the Hood. A young man goes to live with his father in the hood. That's what it is, and it's all his crazy encounters that happen while living there. He comes of age. He comes of age, yes, with a dad who is uh maybe younger than him because he changes his diapers right but i think that's a that's a joke about uh lawrence fishburne and cuba Gooding jr because they're playing father and son and boys in the hood right but in real life they're only like six years apart in age oh because cuba's like way older than you think he is right yeah yeah that's the deal yep uh well he's He's gonna, you know what? I haven't watched Boys in the Hood in a while. I think he's gonna be 19. Well, no, I mean, in like in real life. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, here, let's play a little game real quick. How old is Cuba? Yeah, because I got another game coming up later. I think Cuba in real life right now is 49 to 52 years old. Okay. How old is Lawrence Fishburne? Probably 55. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne is 58 years old. 58. Okay. So he's probably 52. He's it, Cuba is 52. Exactly. I was right. 52. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done, sir. That is funny. Um, so, yes, that is a joke on that. But the film was directed by Paris Barclay, who has a ton of music videos. And I th- this is like his second film, I think. Okay. Oh, this might be. Film. He's only had like two movies. This one and a movie with Sinbad called The Cherokee Kid. And <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I don't think he had any other movies after that. And he's just directed episodes and episodes and episodes of tv just galore can't blame you for that so many episodes uh and the film is written by sean and marlon wayans and their writing partner phil bowman who also wrote scary movie with them and 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 he was a writer on in living color as well uh and i think he also wrote not another teen movie okay so that Uh, gets into something I do want to talk about probably a little bit later, but go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Uh, that's well, the jumping off point. No, I, no, let's go. Let's save it for later. Cause I, I want to talk about the Wayans. You know, I think it's a good opportunity to just celebrate 
who they are and what they've done. So uh, <laughs> let's, because uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't have a ton of notes on this movie. Yeah, I, I have very few. I'll literally, I'll lead you, I'll read you both of the things that I wrote down. Okay. And one of them we already talked about. I was really happy to see Omar Epp show up in like a really like pitch perfect specific, you know. I have it right there too. Right here. Omar Epp cameo. Nice. <laughs> the other one is just that this is an Island Pictures movie. Do you have any other Island Pictures movies? Have you, did they make any other movies? I have no idea. I've only seen it on Don't Be a Menace. You know, like they it's the it's the it's got to be the uh, uh the fucking record label right i honestly don't know yeah I remember island records that's like it's the same logo i'm trying to see if they made any other movies i wonder if one of the producers is a part of island records well I wondered if it had something to do with the soundtrack because there's a bunch of Wu Tang on this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yes, the shit is roll coming at your door. You start to scream out loud. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> and apparently, you ain't nothing to fuck with. You ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, well, Sean and Marlon are the stars of the movie, and Sean plays Ashtray, who. <laughs> who comes to live with his dad in the hood and he goes to visit his cousin Lope Dog, which is Marlon. And he starts to show him around the hood and uh, it takes him to a backyard party. Where yeah. he <laughs> Dashiki. <laughs> I couldn't write anything down because I'm just like... <laughs> So, like, I go back and forth with this movie between laughing so fucking hard and then rolling my eyes, but then laughing so fucking hard because the whole time they're making these jokes, like, every time, maybe not every time that Dashiki's name is said, Sean, is it Sean Wayans, right, is our lead? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, actually takes a moment to roll his eyes. And every time somebody does something just like extra dumb and stereotypical, he doesn't quite spike the lens, but he stops just short. So, and the way that it is like very particularly knowing of exactly what it's doing. I had a blast with this fucking movie. Sorry to interrupt. Please continue. No, 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 no. It's all good. Uh, My next note after who it was written by is, I want those bunny slippers. <laughs> yes, I wanted him to walk out the door. I love the way he ends. Okay, just these then. But if he had like picked up a shotgun or a bazooka or something, so it's bunny slippers and absurd weapon, that joke would have been all the way over the top for me. I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, and then of course, Grandma, played by the late, great, made in the 90s alum, Helen Martin. Really? When did we see Helen Martin? Bullworth. Oh, that stands to reason. Yep. And she's also in like Death Wish, Repo Man, House Party 2, The Pajama Jam. So she's a working. Oh, yeah. She had a lot of movies back in the day. Okay. Um, 
I'm just uh, another great little funny bit is when you cut to those two random guys outside the convenience store. The guy calls someone, hangs up. Yeah. His friend pager goes yeah. off. Yeah. Hey, oh man, you page me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanna you wanna roll out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's roll out. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, let's open this thing up because otherwise, I am just gonna go bit for bit on it because I realized watching this that I had seen this movie ten thousand times as a child. Same. Okay. And I kind of, I haven't seen it in 20 years, maybe more. I watched it not too long ago with Sarah and her sister. <laughs> You're a better man than I am, dude. That's awesome. When, had you seen it? Do you, is this a movie that you watch regularly? Let's, what's your relationship with this film? Uh, I used to, as a kid, I watched it a lot. And I've definitely seen it quite a bit throughout my 20s. Okay. But like to the last time I had watched it with them was probably like a year and a half ago. And then probably before that, it was like three years. Okay. I think I have seen this movie, you know, like I said, 10,000 times, let's say 10,001 times. I saw it once today and then 10,000 times between the years of 1997 and 1999. Right, so it's just like real deep in my brain, but I have not seen it at all since then. And it is one where it's just like I, I remember walking through the hallway in school and just saying these things to people. It was, Same. oh man, I love this freaking movie. And it is a great, great. It's like a really, uh, what am I trying to say? Concise example of a spoof movie. It's like. Zucker Brothers, Eat Your Heart Out. It, it is just, oh. it even opens up with, you know, the stop sign intro? It took yeah, for yeah. this movie to realize that that's like a hallmark of the genre. There's usually a vehicle entering our scene that's either crashing into a sign or the, it's like punching through a sign. Or one of my favorite examples is Johnny Dangerously, where the, the sort of title over of the film, the year, pushes in along with the movie so it's clearly an animation to start with and then uh -huh. when it lands on the street a car just comes through and just like crashes into it and destroys <laughs> it uh, <laughs> these guys know exactly what they're doing in a way that like lonely island gets credit for now with stuff like pop star but mm -hmm. you know we all owe so well, much to what the wayne brothers and this family yeah. contributed yeah, this can't even compare to what Popstar is. Like, I like Popstar a lot, but I'm not comparing. It has funny moments, but I didn't like it fully as a movie. Don't get me wrong. There's actually some really funny moments in it. Yeah. I love the whole bit with the bee and the camera, uh, the camera being turned off, but you hear the audio. Yeah. Gene, I thought that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the running bit of Justin Timberlake, like, singing in the background and them abusing yeah. him for it. Uh, the fact that the title of the movie is Never Stop, Never Stopping, whatever. This is not a <laughs> episode. Not about Popstar. Uh, another great thing that they do when casting the, uh, the store clerks mm -hmm. is uh, Toshi Toda, the, 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 the owner, is the same one that's in Menace to Society. So oh, he's really? essentially just redoing his whole scene, but comedically. That doesn't surprise me even a little bit, man. 
There's also, okay, I wonder, I'm curious about how much of the casting, and again, because they are such masters of the craft as filmmakers, there are moments where, <laughs> is it, sorry, what's Marlon Wayans' character's name? Is it Pookie? No, it's Lope Dog. Lope Dog. Sorry, Pookie is Chris Rock in uh, and, New Jack City, uh, right? Yeah, New Jack City. Sorry, so Jack Lope Head. Dog is, um, he, he reminds me so much of Chris Tucker in Friday that I kind of conflate the end of the second act of both of those movies. Their little adventures are really kind of the same in my mind. And they're not, you know, this does what every satire does, which is it, it pitches up the serious moments like all the way up. And yes. then the comedic moments, it just tweaks them just enough, you know? Definitely. So I, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I guess my, uh, a good example of that is when Ashtray is telling his dad about the girl he hooked up with. Right. That scene is like just very spot on in Boys in the Hood. Yeah. And it's, it's funny in Boys in the Hood, but it's, it's not what they do in this. Like, uh, no, but like, it's fucking weird in Boys in the Hood. And that's you know, why it like, works so like, well here. Is yeah, because, that's like, why that saying, moment like, in Boys in the Hood. And slobbing and uh, doing the wild thing. Like, they're literally just talking about what uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and that girl were doing in that movie. They were just just going <laughs> at it. And then when the mom comes up is when the joke really hits because she wants to join in on the sex. Who's <laughs> <laughs> there, baby? Let mama have That helmet that she's wearing with a mask <laughs> the studded everything. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Oh, man. Um, so, since I'm talking about visual stuff, it is just laden with visual humor. And I love that there's pot plants growing just everywhere in Lope Dog's house. They're just like sitting on top of the TV. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene, though, in the whole movie is the Bernie Mac scene. Yes! It, 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 like, it gets really dark, but it's really funny. Well, that's because that's the scene in It's Boys in the Hood, right? But, when they get arrested. Uh, yes. Yeah. And the black cop is super fucking abusive to them. Isn't that Boys in the Hood? No, I think it's Menace to Society. Oh, maybe it's Menace. Sorry. So here's the other, like I've said, I've seen this movie 10,001 times, and I've seen all of the movies that it's referencing three times, you know? Yeah, yeah. A handful. <laughs> I've definitely seen Boys in the Hood a lot. But I've seen I Boys don't in the remember. Hood a few times. And I watched it recently, uh, you know, because of John Singleton, unfortunately. Uh, passing yes. recently, so I, I watched a few of his films in succession. Oh, Baby Boy is a great one. Yeah, it is a great one. I love yeah, Baby it Boy. It it gave us Tyrese. Without Baby Boy, we wouldn't have Fast and the Furious. Hobbs and Shaw presents. Whatever. <laughs> um. Uh. And yeah, my last note is the trailer for the film. Okay. included a tagline that said it's the only movie released this year with 14 words in its title <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was really funny it's definitely the funniest movie i've ever seen with the word juice and menace in the title oh there we go there's another one it 
it it's spoofing is juice. Yeah, for sure. Juice. And yeah, we mentioned poetic justice, right? Yeah. Yep. They were when they were making Scary Movie, the original title for Scary Movie was supposed to be just like Don't Be a Menace. It was supposed oh, yeah. to be the most ridiculous title that's referencing all these horror movies. Hold on, I'm gonna. Uh, what's another? Uh, okay, hang on. I'm gonna see if I can put one together, a scary movie style for those movies. So it'd be like, um, I know what you did last Friday the thirteenth. Halloween H two. No, no, hang on. I'm, I'm mixing too many games together. It's but, you're kind of close, if I remember correctly. Hold on, I'm still looking. Um, make all the last house on the left scream in the day of the okay of the, i got it all right what do you got uh the script for this film is actually a combination of two scripts dimension films bought in 1998 last summer i screamed because halloween fell on friday the 13th written by the wayans brothers and phil bowman right. and scream if you know what i did last halloween by jason friedberg and aaron seltzer the latter two are the two of the mix of the writers and scary movie combined them right on um it, it's so funny that it like that concept writes itself and yet the wayans brothers wrote a better title well they just for which for scary movie yeah for the yeah. scary movie concept, we have two titles competing against each yeah, other, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just did it here in a very haphazard, terrible way, but we get the thrust of the joke. That's the joke, right? And yet, these guys got the right joke. Those other guys, you know, they got the joke. Yep. And that's what makes the Wayans the Wayans. That's why they're a dynastic force in the industry. Oh, if only they would make another great spoof like this. I wonder if they they got to have something coming up, right? For the longest time as a kid, I always thought Keen and Ivory Wayne's directed this movie. But uh, no, he only has that cameo as the mailman, which is a joke on John Singleton being the mailman <laughs> in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> right. Also, message. Message. I feel like I want to use that as a reply gift for just kind of every headline that Everything. I see in the world. You guys getting this yet? Pay attention, motherfuckers. Message. Message. Okay, I want to play a game with you, Dylan. Okay. We're going to play Which Wayans Was It? So I'm going to name a movie, and you have to tell me, was it Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, or both? All right. Okay. Who was in, let's start with White Chicks? Both. Okay. Who was in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra? Gotta be Marlon. That was Marlon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, nice Gotta be Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who was in, I'm gonna get you, sucker? Uh, Keenan is the star. Sure. Kim, Kim Wayans is in it. Uh, is Sean Marlon? Oh, that's one that I've seen the least, and I think that 
I don't think Marlon and Sean are in it. Marlon and Sean are both in it as pedestrians. <laughs> so they're like featured extras. It's kind just of small. Thing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Doesn't count. Okay, the elephant in the room. Who was in Requiem for a Dream? Marlon. That's correct. Let's see what else we have more recently. You're forgetting one of, with both of them. Well, there's a few. <laughs> I'm not forgetting any. I'm, there's one I'm, I haven't brought up. We've talked about the scary movie movies. <laughs> there's one that I'm intentionally trying Just to Just putting off it, and I wonder if it's the one that I'm thinking of here, because <laughs> it's a crazy, disastrous movie. <laughs> Is it Little Man? It totally is Little Man. <laughs> that movie is wild. It's bananas. <laughs> bananas is the right fucking word. That movie is nutso. I do remember laughing at John Witherspoon in that movie, though. <laughs> I Well, I laugh at John Witherspoon oh, in yeah. every movie. Just Speaking of recent RIPs, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Rest in peace, John. All right, well, uh, I can play Which Wayne's Was It All Day. I'll throw out one last one just so that we get a, a little shout-out to Major Payne. Damon. Yeah, Damon. Yep. Um, Damon's one of the few Wayne's that don't pop up in Don't Be a Menace. He must have been <laughs> busy shooting Celtic Pride at that point. Celtic Pride. Uh, excuse me, sir. Written by Judd Apatow. Oh, that's right. He did write that one. Or was it The Great White Hype? I don't know that one. Oh, that's the boxing one. Hmm. Yeah, he's like, he boxes, I don't know, it's probably fucking Michael Rappaport, honestly. But, like, it's about a, an Irish guy who's trying to, you know, be the world champion boxer. And Damon Wayans makes short work of that 90 minutes or so. And then Bulletproof, right? Okay, sorry. I'm going to stop reading. Oh, I'm a fan I of I just rewatched Bulletproof. Fucking holds up, right? That's a That's fun a movie, video. man. Yeah, dude. Still funny. <laughs> uh, I, kept, I kept quoting it while playing The Last of Us Part 2. Every time I would shoot someone and I'd hit them in the eye, I'd be like, oh, gross, right in the fucking eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just watched the – I watched QT8 on today. Just kind of had it on in the background. Which one's that? The Tarantino documentary. Oh, yes, yes. I watched that when it first came out. Yeah, a lot of fun, right? But yep, I, like <laughs> I had to stop and watch the cuts of John Travolta shooting Phil Lamar in the head. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the head. I see Phil Lamar all the time at Gelson's, and it's just like, dude, you're fucking Marvin. <laughs> Like, you are in one of the most iconic scenes of all time. Hey, also, I mean, we could read out his credits, too, but he's in a bunch of iconic scenes. We just don't know it because he's definitely a voice word. Uh, yeah, man. So that was Don't Be a Menace. To South Central, while drinking well, juice in the hood. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.